This episode of Ear Buddies is once again brought to you by Ben Affleck. Actor, director, producer, Academy Award winner, and lucky in love, Ben Affleck. I'm Paula Abdul. And I'm Simon Cowell. And this is Ear Buddies. That's right, folks. We're talking about Maddie Poppy. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> Trent Harmon. <laughs> We're talking about Caleb Johnson. Nick Fradiani, Candice Glover. Just Sam. Of course, all big winners of America's favorite talent search program, American Idol. Oh boy, a lot to unpack in this one, bud. Yeah, we're going to have to make some choices here. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to... Like America has had to do <laughs> week after week. For years and years. <laughs> It's interesting, right? Because at first, it's all anyone cared about. And now, we just named literal winners. People who reached the same mountaintop as Carrie Underwood and uh, Kelly Clarkson. But these people, we don't know who they are and we don't care. Yeah, those names we listed aren't even jokes. They literally won the show. They... Got a record deal. They everything happened to them, at least as far as the show goes. That happened to these uh, absolute superstars. They did. They mm-hmm. took the same path. And I will give any of you forty five dollars <laughs> if you can honestly say that you knew who any of those people were. Let's try to let's try to perform an autopsy yeah, here, we, bud. What happened? I mean, like. <laughs> That's the thing. We gotta. We're trying. We're trying today to figure out what happened <laughs> with American <laughs> Idol uh, over the years. So American Idol is not the first talent search television program to exist. Uh, I, if I'm, if my history is right, it was. It really kind of started with Star Search back in the '80s, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. A great, it's a phenomenal uh, idea for a television show. The Star Search Junior Stars have shined big and bright this year. Tonight is no exception. Now and I didn't really know this until I did some reading, actually, but uh, names we know like. From Kentwood, Louisiana, here is 10 year old Brittany Spears. Brittany Spears and Justin Timberlake. So the idea of sort of the pipeline from TV talent search to mainstream pop star is didn't start in 2002 with American Idol, but boy, did it hit a high watermark shortly thereafter. Yeah, and, and especially, too, in um, America, because uh, American Idol 
was based off of Pop Idol, which is a uh, mm. the British version of it. Um, and so, once again, much as with uh, The Office, America... <laughs> Came in and did it better. <laughs> I mean, well, they did do it better this time. I mean, this this well, was yeah. this was a cultural phenomenon. When did you first plug into American Idol, bud? What season were you really paying close attention to? Uh, Tim, I'll be honest with you. Um, I knew about it vaguely, of course, because again, everybody knew about this. They knew about mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson. They knew about. <laughs> Ruben stuttered somehow. Thought you were um, going to say Justin Guarini. <laughs> um, but for, for me, I actually the only uh, season that I watched um, religiously and didn't miss an episode of, mm-hmm. largely because I was working at a place where it was always on at that time uh, okay. on whatever night, was the one with where that Chris Allen won, but Adam Lambert oh, uh, yeah. came second. Because, I mean, that may be a different episode, but Adam <laughs> Lambert uh, is the perhaps greatest of all time as far as American Idol goes. Ooh. But. <laughs> I was born by the river So I lived in a house uh, My sister uh, Was and is Seven years older than me and <laughs> Remains seven years older than me Yes uh, Season two Which was the big year for Clay Aiken Absolutely captured My sister's attention And my mother's attention They were self-described Claymates <laughs> What do And by extension, I guess I was sort of a claymate. <laughs> and I was I was as upset as everybody else when Clay didn't win in the very end. But really, that album he put out, Measure of a Man, mm. it's, it's a fine, <laughs> fine piece of music. <laughs> What you doing tonight? I wish I could be a fly on your wall. American Idol gets lucky, maybe you could say, because not every winner, even in these early seasons when it was a cultural phenomenon, actually became a household name. I mean, Ruben stuttered, this may be the first time you've heard that name uttered aloud in a very long time. (laughs) And Fantasia didn't have a, a, a huge career by any means. Kelly, But American Idol got lucky by really striking gold with Kelly Clarkson right out of the gates, I would mm. say. What is the feeling taking over? Thinking no one could open the door. Surprise! It's time to feel what's real. So then you have Ruben, then you have Fantasia. Carrie Underwood, I think if if we're not being jokey it has to be the greatest of all time in terms of long-term success post victory does it get any better than carrie underwood right i mean yeah she uh it was i think i remember at the time again i wasn't really watching it but i remember uh because she was a a country act a country Mm -hmm. singer um that was sort of 
sort of cool, sort of different. Um, not that it had even been going on that long. But yeah, Carrie, that was a it's, a... it's a springboard for everybody. But she launched into the stratosphere, and, you know, to this day, uh, she's, she's doing a phenomenal job because... Uh, she won American Idol. Why was it an early success? Was it was it because uh, they actually found some genuinely great talent? Maybe. I think it was just. It was exactly what we needed at exactly the right time. You know, everybody is learning to text in 2002, right? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Like, we're learning how the internet works, pretty much. And here's a show that's asking you to engage with another device. I mean, it's probably, like, the first show to do that. I mean, call-in shows, I suppose. But it's saying, hey, call this number and vote. There's this participation element. I think the first group of judges, Simon, Paula, and Randy Jackson, that was a perfect little trio, I would say, in terms of hitting all the notes that you would want a judge panel to hit. Mm -hmm. I mean, Simon might might be the secret ingredient, right? Well, okay. If uh, (laughs) I'm gonna have to check myself here too, but yeah, I mean, Simon Cowell is the secret ingredient of most pop music things that have happened (laughs) for the past I mean at least in that era for at least I don't know 10-15 years he was the puppet master yeah and Uh, I mean because he 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 left American Idol to create the X Factor which did just fine and then he he's on America's Got Talent like all this dude does is for you know for the last 20 literally 20 years is well, first frown and be mean. Oh, Robert, I think you just killed my favorite song of all time. Killed in a good way or a bad way? I'm afraid. Well, listen, killing is never good. Killing is never good. <laughs> it's never a happy killing. Oh, I'm um, sorry to hear that. No, I mean, that was first I'm degree sorry. on that one. That was his public persona, and it, but he's a he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. He's choosing. I mean, he. This is the guy who put together One Direction, right? Yeah, and and right. like O Town, and just he was not—he was sort of a, an industry plant. He wasn't really just <laughs> being a judge. Um, and right. he, you know, the, but that dynamic with the three of them—I mean, that w- that in itself was something that was fascinating to people. And we love to hate Simon, and we yes. love to, you know, and it had nothing to do because I mean, for many of us, and Tim, I don't know what your uh, prior experience was here, but like I did not know Paula Abdul from a hole in, a, in the wall, but she <laughs> was also had a very successful career before then. Mm-hmm. Um, as did all these these judges. But did they, you not know the song straight up? I didn't, man. I was not really? listening to that kind of radio at the time. Wow, was Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but right, it. I, I think it is interesting that the first three, that that first group of three didn't have the name appeal like Katy Perry, right? Mm, right. Yes. If you look at the timeline here, Simon leaves American Idol in 2010, 
And it does not take very long for the show to completely vanish from cultural discussion. That is uh, fascinating. And my, my sort of the thing I've wondered about that is, did he leave? Well, was was his leaving the thing that sort of cratered American Idol? Or, my theory, did mm-hmm. he leave because he knew that its time was sort of up? That's a good question. I don't... I don't know for sure, but he definitely uh, is savvy enough mm-hmm. to uh, read the writing on the wall. And so when did he leave, Tim? 2010. Right. So he had had uh, a real good run there and yep. uh, established some bona fide stars. And then by 2010, well, the hype was fading. Well, yeah. So... <laughs> 2010, you get Lee DeWise. There's another name. <laughs> we all know that Lee. <laughs> uh, he won. Before that, I I don't want to go too far here without just shouting out my guy, David Cook. I've been waiting for my dreams to turn into something. I could believe in I mean, just a boring man. Just a, a fellow. This was such a beautiful symbiosis of television and adult contemporary boring pop. It, the way this show created absolutely bland, meaningless dudes who mm-hmm. can sing nothing songs that sound okay. It's gr- I mean it's 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 a marvel. Well, look, honestly, that that is a that's a big weirdly, that's a big part of its appeal and to to kind of uh, discuss just briefly more, I mean, like you said, Tim, it was very it was definitely what we all wanted or needed at the time. We were texting in, we were watching, we were talking with our moms and dads and extended families about uh, who we thought should win, and it was yep. re- really some some monoculture. But I think too, it had a lot to do with uh, like the American dream on television. You mm. could see it happening. You could come from anywhere. You could be anybody. And man, if you had what it took, uh, you had what it took. And that was a it was an opportunity in that sense. Whether people took advantage of it or not, personally, uh, it felt really great. I think to see um, these just sort of, I mean, nobodies yep. initially coming in and impressing these judges with their looks and their voice and their star power and and making it happen for themselves. And that's, that is really, uh, <laughs> really encouraging to see a couple years after uh, <laughs> September 11th, <laughs> which I think perhaps played a role. Um, no, I don't, I don't know, but... <laughs> No, but I. But you're making a really great point here, bud. It is, um, it's so the scripts all write themselves, and and then the producers get really smart about. I mean, this was I guess there from the start too. But finding the sort of uh, human human stories with all these people. Oh yes, absolutely. Really tugging at your heartstrings. This person came from this background. You know, oh, terrible things happened to him, and now here they are. 
on the stage with their big shot. It's it's a perfect script for anyone. Absolutely. I mean, it it just it feels so good. And and uh, like you, I sort of uh, stole your horse and rode it here, Tim. But I think like the songs mm-hmm. that most of these people ended up coming out with, because right. I mean, if you if you won, you got a record deal. Like that was the, yep. that was the deal. part of the, part of the deal, right? Uh, but then it also, if you came in second or third or i mean in some cases fourth fifth sixth place uh Mm -hmm. you obviously got exposure and you signed your deal and you had just some songwriters just do their thing uh and you came out with something utterly forgettable (laughs) um and it was your first single after you won american idol and it was pretty bad and it was adult contemporary, and there was an acoustic guitar intro, yeah. and uh, and you sang, you you showcased that voice, man. You showcased mm-hmm. what won American Idol for you. Everybody who wins by nature of the program has an incredible voice, I guess. It, it's but but that does not mean that they have charisma or necessarily star power or great writing and producing behind them and it's it just sometimes it does not work out the way i think everybody hopes it would no and uh but you know what i'll say is i don't even know if that was the point no i don't <laughs> you know? think it really was i think it's 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 interesting to to see in hindsight well i guess it's not totally hindsight this thing is still happening uh, it's, it's, <laughs> right the show is still going on but to look and be like it's almost as if people like kelly and carrie um were outliers absolutely and, and it didn't seem like that because kelly won and kelly exploded uh but right. kelly also was working with really good songwriters and really good producers and she did have uh the chops to back it up yep. as did carrie yep. uh but then everybody as did else. chris daughtry i was blown away what could i say well as as did yeah i mean chris daughtry and he came in I, he can't have come in more than fourth what, i'm looking fourth here. sure and yeah he started a band named daughtry <laughs> which made a lot of sense and and went for it and so it's it's just it's almost I mean clearly now it's much weirder for someone who wins Ameri- or is even on American Idol to uh, have a superstar career. But we all thought that was what was supposed to happen. Yeah, exactly. After we saw and Kelly. I th- that's not in the in the show producers' minds as like that's bonus. Yeah, if that right. happens. Absolutely. Well, all, and, all they want is to get get your eyeballs and get you watching. And of course, right. when you when you do create a, a real superstar, I guess, you know, that brings more people into the show probably. But you can't just bank on that happening every time. No, and certainly and like not it, when when the when the people of America decide that Taylor Hicks is their American <laughs> idol. I mean, what are we supposed what are we supposed to do with that? Well, exactly. That's clearly says. the fault of the American public. Um so yeah, and l- like you said, Tim, the the producers. The, <laughs> this, show, ex- this show is a uh, perfect example of the limits of democracy. <laughs> but hey, at least we voted. I'm sorry, go. I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Uh, l- like you said, I mean, 
I think that the well, it's pretty clear that it does. The producers of this show, uh, their purview does not extend past the limits of the show. So if you get a record deal, uh, they their job is done. Their job yeah. is literally done. Uh, they fil- fulfilled their end of the contract. It's not like they're having alumni meetings every year. No, and and God bless you if you can make it work. But like they don't care. Nope. Why would they? They're not. They're not your label. They're not uh, your PR campaign. They just uh, got a bunch of money because. You were on their show, and uh, they wish you the best, I'm sure, but that's it. So what happens around the time that the show really fades from memory? I I can point to a few things, and I want to offer up a few theories as, as to why the show vanished. Because Simon leaves in 2010. In 2011, you have the last, as far as I know, the last real household name winner in Philip Phillips. Yes. Hold on to me as we go. And and even that's cutting it close. And that's cutting it close. But you know, he he got that American Family Insurance deal or whatever. And <laughs> yes. Off he went. So Philip Phillips wins. That's season eleven. And after that, it is just a black hole of no names of uh, and things don't happen. So. We're talking here in the year 2011, 2012. What's happening in the world? Well, for one thing, uh, you have The Voice on NBC, which I think is becomes kind of the hot new talent search show, in part because they draw some pretty big-name judges. Mm-hmm. Blake Shelton, Adam Levine. Was it Christina Aguilera to start? I'm trying to remember. That seems close enough to write that I'm not going to check. <laughs> sure. The Voice starts, I think, stealing some of the oxygen from American Idol. Yep. The internet as we know it starts to congeal, I think, a little bit into a, into the form that we recognize now. And I think we just, in general, care a lot less about what's happening on network TV as a society. Yes. No, I think I think that's huge. I mean... I would say that's the voice. I mean, the voice was a huge thing too, and I think in part as well because it was called the voice, and there were definitely people who really wanted to watch a show where it was about talent, you know, rather than looks. Yes, um, right. I heard. I kind of heard a lot of that back in the day. Um, but right, the internet sort of became the internet, uh, and with that came a permanent, uh, irreparable split. Um, or at least dissolution of like monoculture, right? Yeah. And because American Idol was something we were essentially all, I mean, it was like, I don't know, whatever our parents say the Johnny Carson show was back in the day. Yeah, it was appointment viewing that you literally had to watch live to experience yep, exactly. correctly. You exactly. couldn't. You couldn't TiVo it. I mean, you could, but then you just have to. <laughs> it just. The point is, you're experiencing it happening live, like a sporting event. But and w- Netflix shows up in 2011. All we want to do is watch what we want when we want. At that point, when it comes to TV, and yeah, there's just less of a need, I think, for these. This sort of everybody gather around the television, everyone huddle on the couch, and let's mm-hmm. see what's going to happen on American Idol. The internet means that everything is happening all the time. Yep. And you get to take your pick. And so there's just so, there's just too much noise, 
in my in, again in my theory in my view there's too much noise there's too much other stuff other better stuff going on for us to be tuning in and watching who uh i guess you know what's his name that i said earlier <laughs> nick whoever doing anything right. that he's doing and it's just it's not really worth our time and i'm sure too and this may be a more uh boring theory but i think it does play in it's like at this point american idol had been uh like crushing ratings for i don't know however many years and it we were we wanted something else i mean it's as simple as well this is we've seen all this we're bored now let me go see what is on facebook and eventually they have to replace judge steven tyler shows up i don't know if people are super fired up to see him you get right. Keith Urban, yeah, ha- Nicki Harry Minaj, Connick, Harry Connick Jr. I don't know. Like- I mean, <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. That is that is so your parents keep watching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, and and it, then it goes off the air for two years, and that <laughs> two years was long enough for ABC to be like, you know what, people are really missing. <laughs> American Idol we need it back that and that is what that's what made everything different that's what fixed our culture that's true back. that's exactly right and so now we have Lionel Richie again for the parents uh, Katy Perry sort of for the parents yeah well at this point sure. and a Luke Bryan also for the parents <laughs> <laughs> well look Tim you're 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 circling around a, a pretty uh, an in- interesting aspect of this which is I'm not, and this is this is a little more tin a hat than anything we've said so far, mm. but I don't think this show has anything to do anymore with mm. the contestants. I think it's about exposure for the judges. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it. And you know, actually, now that I say that, that's not tin hat. That's got to be true, right? It's got to be true. There's, like, Katy Perry is probably stoked to be doing this show. Uh, there's... Sometimes I'll see comments out there on the internet like, I wish Katy Perry would get off American Idol. You know, she's wasting these years of her career on this show. And it's like, no, she's not. This is her career. Exactly. She's getting paid. <laughs> yeah. What else is she going to do? She's tried putting out albums and it doesn't, you know, she's not making a splash the way she used to. So why not go sit and take the cushy job for a little bit? It makes a lot of sense, and it's great visibility for the you know thirty-five to sixty-five demographic. Yes, uh, get eyeballs on the folks who are going to still care about you probably in five years. Right. It is. It, and and I mean, it's it's almost as I'm thinking about this, I'm really coming around from my tin hat thing. Uh, <laughs> it is very clearly. Not about the contestants. I mean, the even for well, for example, the Voice, right? I mean, who are the judges on the Voice? It's Adam Levine, I'm, I, Blake Shelton, Alicia Keys, Gwen, uh, Usher, Shakira, I think, Pharrell, yeah. Miley was on it, or is CeeLo Green was on it? Yeah, Don that's Legend, right, CeeLo. I forgot. Nick Jonas, I think, and actually, what? I think Kelly Clarkson is or was like, and Ooh, every wow. single one of those names I just said, every, we all know them, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they, like, Adam Levine gave an interview a while back where he said, like, his gig on The Voice made him a household name, essentially. Yeah. And yeah. 
which is sort of interesting to think about because we've known what he's doing in Maroon 5 and sort of now his solo project that is also called Maroon 5. <laughs> but but it is it is just to to get them paid and to make sure people know about them. And so in that way, I think these shows are doing what they're setting out to do. They're not trying to make stars. They're trying to uh, keep the stars that we have sort of fresh in our minds more than anything else. Because they know they're not going to recapture the cultural moment again. It's, it's not going to, you can't, that lightning is not going to strike twice. Twitter and TikTok and everybody, you know, the younger demographic are not going to suddenly be like, wow, let's all watch American Idol together. That's, they know that's not going to happen, but our parents maybe will continue to watch it's it's just a, it's a it's a fine pillar of reality television and it's a it's a lovely vehicle for uh existing stars to to get a little more pop i think that's right before we go to break matt i, I want to just quiz you a little bit i hope you haven't been looking at this list too much but do you can you name the number one star from American Idol in terms of digital downloads which artist do you think has the most digital downloads of any contestant on the show uh I have not seen the list to which you are referring um I have take a guess come on Jordan Sparks no come on um give me a small hint well it's a woman um Kelly Clarkson. Correct. That's Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, number one. Number two, who do you think? Carrie Underwood. Correct. Who is number three, do you think? I'll t- and I'll give you a hint. It's not Jordan Sparks. Um, Daughtry. Yes, good work. Oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> Followed by... So then at number four, it's Jordan Sparks. Five, Philip Phillips. And six, Adam Lambert. So there's your boy, Adam uh, there you go. Doing a, and doing a good and job. everybody else has faded <laughs> into the background. And it and again, it doesn't matter to anybody really but them, <laughs> like these artists, because I bet they'd like uh, a little to be doing a little better. But um, they did what they were hired to do, uh, which is make American Idol the most watched television show in history for several years and for that i guess we're grateful I don't know. girl this is my sorry for 2004 and i ain't gonna mess them no more ear buddies will return i'm gonna take this one chance and make it real clear i'm sorry and i'm sorry sorry in case I don't tell you December, This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Benjamin Affleck. From Armageddon to Armageddon back together with Jennifer. Bro, yo, we did it. We did it, Reddit. Oh, it feels great to help in in such a clear and tangible way. Uh, <laughs> ben Affleck, in case 
you, uh, the listener of this pod, aren't in the loop, is back together with Jennifer Lopez, former American Idol judge. (laughs) (laughs) All thanks, well, at least partial thanks. Mostly thanks. To your friends here at Ear Buddies. Yep. We did a killer ad read. We helped Ben save so much face Mm -hmm. after his... uh, Maybe faux pas on the dating app, Raya. Levine, why did you unmatch me? It's me. And look at this. Like, hours after we published our episode, it it becomes clear that Ben Affleck is back with his old flame, Jennifer Lopez, and things are better than ever for Ben, for J-Lo, and for us, I would say. It feels like the first or second season of American Idol all over again. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean um, the show itself, but the, the way that felt, you know? Because mm-hmm. that's when they were sort of, that's when they were together, right? And, uh, and everything <laughs> yeah, seemed right. possible. Everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. And, well, it's, uh, it's happening again. And my heart is full. Uh, I'm so proud of Ben, yes, and Jennifer, um, for... but Ben paid for the ad, so <laughs> lean into that. Go ahead. I'm so proud of you, Ben, specifically, because you did something that so few of us can do, which is reignite mm. that old flame. And um, I just think I'm just excited for the future for you. And what it holds. And I know you're going to do a great job. I know you're not going to mess up. Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. I know how hard things have been for you, Ben. And I know you got that big tattoo of a phoenix on your back. (laughs) And I know it might be kind of embarrassing when people take pictures of you carrying Dunkin' Donuts around. But that's all over now. You're back with J-Lo, Jenny from the Block. Ben from mm. uh, Boston. It's so <laughs> I'm, exciting. I'm reading here from page six of the New York Post. Uh, Jennifer Lopez recently sang the Neil Diamond classic Sweet Caroline at the Global Citizen concert. And it served double duty. Not only was the tune, which is the unofficial anthem of the Boston Red Sox. Go Sox. Go Sox. A diss at her recent ex, former Yankees slugger Alex Rodriguez. Mm. It was also a flirty wink at Ben. Ooh, I've got chills. That's so fun. Uh, That is just fun. They're having fun. They were uh, spotted in Montana on a vacation together. A source who knows both Affleck and Lopez told the Post, quote, she was always obsessed with Ben. They Mm. have always loved each other end quote wow and if it's on page six of the new york post well (laughs) you can take that right to the bank (laughs) and we're taking ben's ad money right to the bank and spending it on duncan baby (laughs) could not possibly be happier it seems as if everything is possible again (sighs) love is it's springtime and we're in love (laughs) Ben Affleck, thank you for sponsoring the pod. 
Really appreciate it, and best of luck. Go Sox. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. Uh, before we get to show and tell, Matt, I, we put out the call on Twitter, which is uh, twitter.com slash earbuddies underscore pod. Looking for any uh, burning questions you might have had about American Idol. Uh, and we, we had this question from Amy asking for a life update on William Hung. And so I feel that I must disclose that I know very well how William is doing these days. Uh, because, Matt, ever heard of the app Cameo? I sure have, Tim. Well, William Hung is there. He's busy. <laughs> And I think for like 10 bucks, you can uh, ask him to record a, a little video for for your loved ones. Um, and we did, Courtney and I did indeed ask him to sing his classic Ricky Martin uh, cover, She Bangs, for Courtney's mother for her birthday. The gift went over really well. William responded promptly we got the video like 10 minutes after the request <laughs> <laughs> so he seems to be doing fine yeah uh he he landed on his feet he's doing well he clearly is making some cash from cameo uh he also well i am loath to say this but it is true that he is um well he's a cop now in a sense he <laughs> He's a technical crime analyst for the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's gainfully employed. He's he's doing fine. I he's analyzing crimes in a technical fashion for um, some police officers in Los Angeles County. Okay, that's that. I did not know. It's a living. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> it's a living. Uh, show and tell time. Matt, I am uh, thrilled to bring you this. We, we talked about how not every early season idol winner really, really landed. Everybody got a record deal, but not everyone did anything great with it. Um, and the first real flop, I think we have to say, would have been Taylor Hicks. Did anyone land with less of a thud than Taylor I don't think so no he I, I even remember every I mean I mean the, the country the guy, was outraged when he won the poor dude uh, you know he's a handsome enough gentleman he <laughs> but he just has the charisma of like a stick of butter and he didn't didn't do much with his opportunity but i do want to note that even here in 2021 he is releasing new music and so i'm happy to bring you the latest single from taylor hicks this is a cover of one of my favorite pop songs of this uh, century gives you hell by uh, the all-american rejects performed by taylor hicks i wake up every evening with a big smile on my face And it never feels out of place They used to probably work in At a nine to five pace I wonder how bad that tastes When you see my face Hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell A 
great a great song choice. <laughs> Certainly. It's tough because a guy like Taylor Hicks, he won, right? Because he's got that smoky voice and he's got he's got some range. He can get up there into the into the high tenor notes and still sound kind of like a cool rocker with a, a cigarette. But What are we doing here? There is only so much that a man can do with those gifts, I guess. And perhaps terrible guidance from a manager or, and a producer. Well, look, uh, <laughs> I don't want to trash anyone. No. Um, especially not an American Idol winner. Um, but, I, yeah, I guess you'd, one, just, one just wonders, doesn't one, uh, why I guess you would this you said that is this from this is from this year this release january 8 2021 okay well it's just i don't know man that nobody on earth was asking for much less expecting that and <laughs> and i don't i guess why not in some sense i mean you're taylor hicks you've got to be in your mid to late 40s by now or something uh-huh. uh and things are probably chugging along for you more or less as well as they've ever been because it's not like he was doing great even right after he won. No, right. Um, so if this is, you know what, if this is one of your favorite songs, Taylor, and you have the means to record it and release it, I guess there's nothing I can say uh, about that other than you keep following your arrow. Matt, what do you have today? <sighs> so... uh Tim, I expected that you would pick uh, a song from an American Idol winner, uh-huh. um, which is great. I mean, I'm not saying you're predictable, um, but <laughs> I'm glad that, that that's what uh, you chose because I intentionally chose one that is related, but okay. but is not from an American Idol winner, but will will serve to further uh, illuminate a point. That I, I hope this is like a Ryan Seacrest song. <laughs> no, he would never. Well, I don't want to say that. Sure. Who knows with him. Um, but, of course, these shows, The Voice, American Idol, uh, and other shows like that, are not about the talent, really. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I know, like, I'm not joking, I know seven or eight people who have gotten pretty far on <laughs> one of those shows either and this one. is and this is frankly not one of your uh trademark humble brags this is no 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 this i is, think all of us do at this I was point no i was going to say <laughs> at some point it, it reached critical mass and now most people know somebody <laughs> at least one or two people who have like been on these shows and yep. it is not that big of a deal anymore and Truly, it keeps happening every every now and then, every like several weeks. I check Instagram and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this guy's on The Voice now. And so to to just highlight that, I want to play a song that will not make sense to you until I explain why I'm playing it. It is uh-huh. called "Break My Heart Again" by Phineas. Ah, hey you, I'm just now leaving. Can I come around later on this evening? 
or do You need time Yes, of course That's fine Hey, you A fine song A fine song Um now, I don't really have any interest in discussing this song itself, nor do I have any interest in really listening to it all the way through. Um, but the reason that I bring this up, the reason that this yeah. is my show and tell, uh-huh. is because um, Phineas, well, I'm going to say this because I honestly don't know if people know, Phineas is Billie Eilish's brother. Yep. Um, he is her co-songwriter, and he produces all of her music. He is a talented dude. Absolutely. Um, not, you know, necessarily to everyone's taste, but he's good at what he does. Um, but he is not, um, he's not nearly as famous as his sister, and it seems mm-hmm. like he wants to do something about that because <laughs> he is going to, well, by the time you hear this, he will already have... Um, mentored the final four current American Idol contestants. So Phineas Phineas is trying to get his American Idol money. So that's exactly what's happening. Um, because, like you said, Tim, fi- uh, that's a fine song we just heard. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing wrong with it. Um, and yet, why choose <laughs> that song and why choose Phineas to mentor, especially in like a vocal talent competition. It's not like sure. he necessarily knows what he's doing there. But what's going to happen is that he will mentor in whatever <laughs> whatever that means, uh, <laughs> these contestants. They will sing two of his songs, and then uh, his streaming numbers will go up because yeah, your right. uh, aunts and your uncles and your shut-in <laughs> elderly relatives will perhaps... <laughs> <laughs> Say, who is this handsome young man on my television screen? What a lovely song that was. <laughs> I'm going right. to go check this out right now. It's just an hour-long commercial for Phineas. Well, exactly. And not only Phineas, uh, and I'm not going to... This is show and tell, which means things are winding down, but uh, it's also funny because they all, they have uh, these big-shot producers uh, mm-hmm. producing th- some songs for them. Um and I guarantee you that, uh, you know, Tricky Stewart, who is a m- monster, he's done Single Ladies on Umbrella and Justin Bieber's Baby, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Uh, he's not, this is not like anything but some cash money for him <laughs> or any of these people. The judges, the mentors, the producers. It's they, just a paycheck, yeah. It's just a paycheck. And I suppose. Some exposure if you're all it. just we're all just trying to get another paycheck. I get it. And uh, nothing wrong with that. But um, that's I guess that's why we don't really watch American Idol anymore. I think that's right. Uh, and I, as we sign off, I think we should just say to Casey Bishop, Chase Beckham, Grace Kinstler and <laughs> Willie Spence, the final four of American Idol. Best of luck. And. Whichever of you wins, uh, we can't wait to hear uh, what you offer to the music scene. I think uh, you will certainly matter. Yes, we will remember those four names (laughs) that Tim just said for (laughs) decades to come, I have no doubt. 
Talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy.